0: Welcome in to the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by our good friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm, and there was a whole lot to talk about today. Uh, yesterday was kind of a wild day news-wise. It started with the Big Ten saying that they are going to play football. I think it's an eight-game season uh, that will begin October 24th. Uh, they picked that date because that lets them play the eight games. And uh get into the college football playoff if anybody earns a spot. Um, yeah, I mean, then you have to get a college football playoff committee. will they let somebody who only plays eight games in? We'll dig into all of that in a minute i I mean there's a lot going on today, and even more going on Friday, which is the important stuff for the pac 12. Um, but it sounds like uh, we're going to get some good news would be my guess. Um, and we'll dig into all of that after I tell you more about Green Mountain Dental Group. Green Mountain Dental is a local family-owned business. Uh, they, they're they out in Lakewood, and they're huge Colorado sports fans. Uh, so if you're looking for somewhere to get your teeth cleaned, then there is no better place than Green Mountain Dental for so many different reasons. Because remember, supporting our partners is a great way to support us at DMVR. Um, again, they're they're great at what they do. Uh, whether it's just a small thing like getting your teeth cleaned, whether it's more serious stuff, Green Mountain Dental is the spot. Uh, Lindsay, our sales director, was out there about a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago, to uh, get her wisdom teeth out, and she said it was the best experience she's ever had with a dentist. So keep that in mind, and uh, here's the best part. If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental. So do that. Cleaning, x-ray, and exam for a free Sonicare toothbrush. Get out there. They're good people. Everybody needs to get their teeth cleaned. You're supposed to go like every six months or something. I do a terrible job of that. Um, but I'm going to get out there. Okay. Uh, so where to start? Um, let's start with the Pac-12 stuff. So the Pac-12 is meeting on Friday. All of the presidents are meeting on Friday, and there's a good chance that they're going to decide to start a football season. Or, I mean, again, nothing set in stone, um, but that would be my guess, is that's the way it's going to go. Um, we don't really know too much about the details, um, but there have been little tidbits kind of leaking out Um, like this one that came out right after I published my story about all of this stuff, uh, which is always just a little bit frustrating. But uh, Pete Damel from Yahoo said source, the PAC 12 football working group had a call today. A vast majority of the programs indicated they could be ready to play in six weeks or less. If they could start the ramp up to games on Monday. So, that, uh, that would get things started pretty quickly. You know, you remember like over the summer, we we're talking about how you can make all this work, especially with the lack of summer practices and all that kind of stuff. Everybody was saying you need eight weeks. You have to have eight weeks of practice to make it safe. Um, otherwise you're going to have injuries. And there are other stories. I can't remember who wrote, I think John Wilner probably wrote one. Um, and I think it had like the line, like, yeah, I mean, if if we do any less than eight weeks, you know, we're going to have um, problems that are bigger than coronavirus because we're going to have so many injuries. It sounds like there's a bit of I uh, I don't know, the a the, the give and take type situation where you're willing to just say, okay, we got to do what we got to do. If this is how we fit a season in, this is how we fit a season in. Um, so yeah, uh, I think Maybe there's a chance that October 24th is possible. It doesn't sound likely, though, because, what, they'd be starting practice on the 21st. That'd be probably like four weeks. Um, maybe possible, but I think it's more likely you'll see Halloween or November 7th. November 7th seems to be the favorite, but that was before that little tidbit came out, and so maybe everybody's perspective's changing. Um, on top of that, should add, this is all of everybody's best guesses, and what I have to say comes from reading what all of the national people say, what all the other Pac-12 reporters say, and then everything else that's kind of going on, and just my kind of way of interpreting all of that information. And everybody's in that same boat, um, including the, all of the other reporters. So it's, it's, again, we don't really know anything. But um, yeah, Friday's the meeting. I'm expecting some good news, Um, and yeah, I'd expect right around October, November to start seeing some football, um, which would be really exciting. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Uh, Like I said, though, the Big Ten made their decision yesterday, and I should also add that the Pac-12 scheduled this meeting for Friday a while back. It has nothing to do with the Big Ten's decision to do what they're doing yesterday um and so this isn't really them just like following even though i think that that's going to be a theme that you see on social media is oh the pac-12 is panicking because everybody else says no this is the scheduled meeting that they had you know this is based on all the information like now that they have the daily testing which is going to be really important because um do we want to get into this next yeah let's get into this next Part of the crazy stuff that was happening yesterday was this big back and forth between the Pac-12 and the governors of California and Oregon. Um, The Pac-12, and and maybe not even the Pac-12 itself. No, I've heard Larry Scott say that there are um, restrictions in California and Oregon that prevent teams from practicing. Um, But also from the media, I, I think, including me throwing stuff out there saying like, you know, this, this can't happen because of the laws and regulations about social distancing in California and in Oregon. Um, you know, everybody's kind of been saying that for months now really. And Gavin Newsom, the governor of California yesterday, uh, had a media availability and got a question about the PAC 12 and basically said, uh, our regulations are not stopping the PAC 12 from playing. Um, so whoever's saying that that's just bad information, which confused a lot of people. Um, but John Wilner of the Mercury News, um, I guess, if you should probably just go read the story that he wrote for the Mercury News, um, because it has all that information. But he finally got in touch with the California Health. Um, official yesterday and was able to write about that conversation, but he'd been trying to get that conversation for a while. He seemed a little bit frustrated by the inability to talk to anybody. Again, read the story for yourself. Um, But that meant that because Wilner was able to talk to him yesterday, um, he was able to talk to him about all the regulations that California has and to try to interpret what those mean if they don't mean that you can't have football practice and he wrote it pretty well, but essentially um, the conversation was, so you, you say they can practice. It's like, oh, yeah, you can definitely practice. It's like, oh, what, but like, how do you practice if you're not allowed to have more than 12 people together? They're like, oh, well, you can practice five on five. You can practice against the air. You can do VR stuff. Um, and the, the Wilner quickly learned that they do not have a, a, a way for them to practice 11 on 11. Which is the only way to practice for football. Like, you just have to be able to do that. Otherwise, you aren't going to be able to go play football. Um, those guidelines, at least, again, according to a John Wilner tweet, like, I've said this before, but we might as well. You know, there was this weird thing on the Broncos podcast where they talked about, I think it was Gary Kubiak so much, that Apple's... um just software, whatever program it uses to, like, detect who the hosts of the podcast are, and they'll pop up on the bottom. If you guys don't use the iTunes podcast, then you guys don't see this. But, uh, yeah, it'll just say, like, ho- hosted by, and at the bottom it'll have, like, pictures for the people who has pictures or just names if they don't have names with a little, like, empty profile thing. Um, and, and they were talking about Kubiak so much that they it, it thought that he was one of the hosts of the show. So it's like Ryan Konigsberg, Zach Stevens. Kubiak. And and I feel like we might have that going on with John Wilner after all the reporting he's undoing. Um, But uh, he did say, I think what I think this was today that um, he expects to see those state regulations changed. uh, Essentially, I I think he said ASAP so that you can make this work Um, or at least like an exception or something, I guess. Uh, But yeah, so those are still there. Good news, though, yesterday was that uh, L.A. County um, essentially allowed um, UCLA and USC to practice because they are in L.A. County. The other two California schools, Stanford and Cal, are up north, not in L.A. County. So they still need the clearance. Um, plus, you need to comply with the state law. So you need that state law to change for USC and UCLA to be able to get it done. Um, it's all just kind of a mess. But this is where we're at now. I think that all of these pieces are going to come together on Friday, and we're going to get the good news. Um, So, yeah, I think that that pretty much sums up that side of the chaos. But I do want to jump into uh, what exactly the Big Ten came up with, because it is kind of interesting and uh, pretty stringent in terms of their regulations, which I think is what is needed in the Pac-12 to convince – the governors to let these teams play. Um, which, again, you know what? We don't get into politics. Good on the governors for doing what they think is safest. Um, let's just hope we can get up to those standards and be able to play football because I really want to see football. So bad. So badly do I want to see these Colorado Buffaloes. I was talking to a friend um, who's close to the program about Ashad and just how badly I want to see a shot Clayton go run the football. And there's so many different guys you could single out. I mean, most of the roster I'm excited to see. But just day by day, which one I'm missing. It's like, oh, I, that, that day, that was the Nuggets game seven that they won against the Clippers. And everybody count them out because they don't know what they're talking about because nobody watches the Nuggets. But we'll move past that. Um, just following this whole shot story, not getting to watch a play sucks. Same thing, like, what does KD Nixon have in his final year? Nate Lamb, yeah. I don't have to tell you guys. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that is on the way. Um, Before we talk about what the Big Ten did, because I do think that this may actually be kind of a model for what the Pac-12 does, um, let's talk about Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is a real Colorado beer. They started in Colorado. They grew in Colorado. And now you can find them in, I think, 36 states, but they still are a Colorado beer and they are also a really good beer and the official beer of DNVR. So uh, if those aren't enough reasons to drink the beers, well, then maybe the taste will be because they are just so good. Um, The Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter Jr. I think I think this next series is going to be a Vanilla Porter Jr. series. You you need MPJ going off. I, I don't. I guess we'll see how the Lakers try to defend um, the Nuggets. Like, it's got to be 80 on Jokic. I don't know who they put on Jamal. Like, you can't do LeBron. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do think the MPJ could come free and put up a bunch of points. That's not the point, though. The point is that the Vanilla Porter Jr. is a good beer, and I'm going to drink it uh, while I'm watching all those games. Uh, and you can, too, if you go to the Breckenridge Brewery website. And use the beer locator. Uh, It'll tell you where you can pick up any of your favorite Breckenridge beers and what kind of packs. You know, if you want the 15 can sampler, you can find one of those too. Um, And this is especially helpful if you are out of Colorado um, because most of the places here you can at least like find a couple of different Breckenridge beers at King Supers, at Costco, liquor stores, gas stations, all the normal places. But if you're out of the state, then maybe not even all the liquor stores have at least one kind. So figure out where you can go. I know up in Montana, um, Strawberry Sky, like you have to be down in Missoula for and then drive it up. Uh, You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, So get on there, use that beer locator to figure out what kind of beer you want to try. Also, the DMVR bar, a great option for trying a lot of Breckenridge beers. Especially because if you're a DMVR member and you go in there, uh, then you get the member-sized beer. Uh, which basically means it's, like, it's massive. It's, like, 22 ounces instead of the normal size, and it's a lot of beer. It's a lot of beer. And uh, there have been, like, nights where I've just sipped on one for an entire game, like, two and a half hours. Um, So, yeah, if you're a member, then definitely hit the DMVR bar and get your beer there. Um, Also want to talk about our friends at... um, WGT World Golf Tour is the number one uh, online golf game in the world. It's played by over 20 million people, and that alone should tell you that it's a good game. 20 million people can't be wrong. Um, there are so many cool courses that you can play uh, whether you want to go to Bethpage Black or Pebble Beach or Bandit Dunes, Wolf Creek, St. Andrews. Uh, you can play with real brands, you can use your real clubs. Um, like Titles, Callaway, Ping, tailor-made. It's a really cool game. It's also a really great experience when you play in the DMVR Clubhouse because with DMVR, you get to play in all the different tournaments uh, that we host. It's a lot of fun. Um, I often lose. Uh, and, and you can join us by going to dmvrgolf.com, downloading WGT and joining the DMVR3 Clubhouse because the first two are full. That means it's like, 700 people playing with us now so you should be one of them 700 people can't be wrong either okay um these rules these rules um and there are some tough ones um so opening weekend october 24th they're playing eight games in eight weeks no bye weeks they there's going straight through get everything done in time for the college football playoff um, which makes sense because, you know, if you only have one bye in a 12-game season, maybe if you cut a few games, you don't have to have a bye. You'll play an eight-game stretch anyway. Where that gets tough, though, is that you could have players testing positive. And we've seen a lot of programs have a lot of players test positive. Um, if you do test positive, you have to sit out 21 days. Uh, three weeks. So... Depending on the timing, I guess that could be two games, three games. Um, that's a long time, though. That is a really long time to be sitting out, especially in an eight-game season. Um, if if you have your quarterback get sick, uh, and, and who knows? If he passes it on to your second quarterback, then I guess you're really in trouble. But you are going to see the impacts of coronavirus, I think, because of that rule. And it, it, it's an interesting thing because you're already seeing the impact of coronavirus just on the number of players it takes out but because this is so stringent um and you you know you have to be tested before every game before every practice and you have to like record those test results and if it if if you test positive then there you go for 21 days i mean before i mean i guess not even before right now in all the other college conferences We're seeing teams have to postpone games or uh, play without a lot of key players because they're testing positive. This should cut down on the number of positive cases. But when somebody does test positive, it will mean that they're out a while, 21 days. Um, If any team has a positive rate over 5%, That team has to go to a seven-day pause. That way they isolate. It doesn't get out of hand. Um, I'm not seeing all the rules on this. On this graphic from ESPN that I whipped my phone out yesterday and took a picture of so I could talk about it. Um, Yeah, I guess that's the big stuff there. December 19th, conference title game. Seeded cross-division games for every school. Yeah, I mean, that's that. Um, I do think that there's a rule on what means a game gets canceled and that's what's missing from this graphic. I do know that in the SEC, for example, you have to have 53 players who are, who are eligible to play and also on a scholarship. So you need 53 scholarship players who can play, um, what the scholarship limits, 83. It's not the time of year for maybe pulling those numbers out, but, uh, Yeah, so you can have – if you have more than 30 players sick, you can't play. Um, Obviously, Big Ten, I guess, is a little more stringent with a seven-day pause. Um, But I guess the SEC probably doesn't have daily testing, and that's the difference is that you're probably going to see more big outbreaks like you're seeing in these other conferences, whereas the Big Ten and the Pac-12, when they resume, I mean, you really shouldn't see much for outbreaks at all. It'll look more like the professional sports in terms of availability and less like how the college teams are missing a lot of key players. Um, What else? So, the SEC, so yeah, you have to have 53, but then you also have to have, I think there's a number of quarterbacks. It might even be you need to have two quarterbacks, and they need seven offensive linemen, and you need four defensive linemen. Um, and if you dip below that because you have an outbreak in those position groups, then SEC games are postponed or canceled or whatever they do in those circumstances. The Pac-12 Big Ten, obviously... I guess Big Ten, for sure, eight games in eight weeks. They aren't going to have a chance to make up games because they go straight into that conference title game where it's the number one from the north versus number one. Ooh, is it north and south? No, I think they're east and west. Big Ten's east and west. Um, So number one from the east, number one from the west, and then number 2 we'll play number two, threes and threes, all the way down just for that last game. Um, And that gets done December 19th, which I think might be the last day to be eligible for the college football playoff. The selection show is like the 20th. Um, should say, on that selection show, uh, they talked to, I think, the president of the college football playoff committee, um, and, and he basically said, we're going to take the best teams. Um, when asked, Can you? What's it, gonna lo- what's it take for a team that's only playing six games, eight games, to make it in, um, that's what he said we're only we're going to take the best teams almost no information in that sentence because we understand that that is your job um a little insight into how you would figure which teams are the best is it the most wins is is if you play 11 games and you lose one of them is that better than an eight no is it all just eye test a little more there would have made me feel a lot better but uh that's what's going on there as well um yeah, I think that that's most of what I wanted to cover today. Um, yeah. Big Ten is back October 24th. I think there's a good chance that the uh, Pac-12 will be back Halloween, maybe the week after. Um, it could also be the 24th. You know, the, the door is now open because of that tweet from Pete um, Oh, Wouldn't that be nice? 24th, get a full eight games in. Now I guess that isn't full. It feels really full compared to the world we 've been living in though that I would be overflowing with buffs football if we could get eight games at this point. I think i've been watching like the u s open all day, which I love I love the u s open it 's so much fun um, to see good golfers struggle, but I have wondered like what would what would I be doing in a normal year? First of all, this tournament would have been a month ago if the year had been normal, but would I have planned my whole four days around watching the u.s open if that wasn't the case i'm not so sure you know would i have been up last night too late watching um people break down winged foot and how to play it and what makes it so tough and then going back we, me and my roommate we watched like it was probably the last two hours of the two, 2006 u.s open uh which was also at Wingfoot, and phil mickelson just choked um and he should have won he definitely should have won. And so then I wound up putting some money on him to win this. Um, his odds were spectacular, so I could win a lot of money. And he started out with birdie-birdie, I think, and has since fallen off a bit. It's just been so fun to have this. I can't imagine how much fun – oh, I should say, shout-out DraftKings King Sportsbook for taking that bet for me. Um, It, it would be so much fun to watch box football, something that uh, – it's not that there's, like, more to it or – that I'm even, like, more emotionally connected to it because I'm honestly not sure I am. Like, I've, it has been recent that I've become a Buffs person, whereas I've watched golf forever. But but I just need Buffs football at this point in my life. And uh, I really hope we're getting the back Friday because then we can start kicking things in gear and getting ready for the uh, season, doing preseason stuff instead of offseason stuff like we've been doing since March. All right, uh, I think that's going to do it for today. Appreciate you all for listening. I'll be back, uh, let's see, what's today? Thursday, so tomorrow, Friday. I'm not sure if we're doing College Pod. Well, I'll, you know, I'll be back in some form tomorrow talking some football. Maybe we can talk some basketball, too, because I, w- I don't even know if we've covered this at all, but basketball is going to start, is that November 25th? Um, Twitter won't work for me right now. We're going to call it November 25th. It might be like the 24th. I can't remember. I know October 24th. That's where I'm getting 24 is from the Big Ten start date. But, uh, yeah, that's also going to be on the way here shortly. We still need the Pac-12 to change some rules. Based on the way things are going with football, you'd think starting a, an easier sport to manage a month later should be just fine. You know, like the L.A. or I guess the California cohorts of 12 rule wouldn't even affect basketball practice because there's 10 guys on the floor unless – I guess I go to the bus- basketball practices, so I don't I, – I do know that this doesn't happen. But it would be kind of crazy if they had like a seven-on-seven seven time where you're just like – I don't even know what that would help with. I don't think that would help with anything. Just like fighting through congestion? No, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Nobody ever practices seven-on-seven seven for basketball. So that won't be a problem. Basketball, I think the Pac-12 should be starting just like everybody else, um, which is really good news. And football should be here soon too um and you'll be able to follow along with everything we do at DMVR throughout this process and then throughout the season and then throughout the basketball season i'm just so excited for sports to get back um that's gonna do it for today see you tomorrow